All right, welcome back to Get Inspired and Innovate. I'm Lance. And I am Stephanie. And today we're going to be talking about forms and sheets can do what? So, uh, you know, when, when forms first came out, I was thinking, okay, this is, this is some quizzing. I can, I can, you know, get some information from, um, from my parents and things like that. But I really didn't understand what all forms could do. Uh, so, Stephanie, how are you using forms and sheets on your day-to-day -day job? Um, so we use Google Forms and Google Sheets all the time. Google Sheets is probably one of my favorite Google tools. Now that I've gotten used to it and learned some of the hacks, especially from one of our friends in Sydney, Kyle, he's really, he loves sheets. And so it's kind of grown on me, um, his love for sheets. But like with Google Forms, we've got different stuff like classroom library. So keeping track of different books. So teachers can, you know, check in and out their supplies without losing them. And then Google Sheets, I have like this to-do list and it really helps me because I love lists. And it just helps me organize, okay, what am I supposed to do in August? What am I supposed to be doing in September? And so every year I'm not making the mistake or forgetting something off that list because coming back to school in August is crazy. And so yeah. I have a to-do list and I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I can add to it every single year. I can take away if something changes. And then we've also used blended learning and a lot of my teachers were struggling with tracking data. And so we started to look at the Teach Better team and they use the grid method. And the grid method is focused on DOK levels and it helps my teachers track their student progress. So students are going into this Google Sheet and they change the colors as they are working on their different tasks. So for example, the first task might be a worksheet. They go in, they change it to green that they're working on it. And then once they're done with it, they'll make it another color. Um, if they need help, they make it red. So the teacher knows exactly which student needs help and she can help that student. And then they go on to the Ed Puzzle video, which is the second task. Students can work at their own pace and teachers are able to see how they're doing. So uh, Stephanie, we had Kyle on, as you were talking about about three weeks ago. Um, have you looked into his Google Sheet that he has made for RTI? I did. He made a video. Well, it wasn't really, okay, this is Kyle. So he had a video, but there was no voice or audio. So it was more of a GIF. And it looks like it's gonna work. Um, he fixed it so if absent students were like there, it wouldn't track all that data. So I'm really excited to hopefully use that with my teachers this year, because it is fantastic. Um, so if you want any more information about that, reach out to Kyle, and hopefully he will get back to you. And one thing I will say about Stephanie is she makes a checklist, a sheet for everything. So uh, to, to make me feel bad, I think the other day, she created a checklist for herself and for me for the show. That way I can see everything she does and everything that I do. And then I messaged her and I was like, are you sure I'm pulling my weight here? Because it looks like you got a lot. And then she reminded me that I do have to edit these shows. And then I was like, yeah, I, I think you got the good side of this. So, so anyways, uh, in our district, uh, I want to talk about forms a little bit because like I said, I came in a little blind to this thinking that ah, it's just a form we're going to collect information. But a couple of things that I've really uh, started seeing to help us with our workflow is first off discipline referrals. So we're using Google forms now for our discipline referrals in our district. Um, because in the past, you know, a teacher would have to find, a 
discipline referral form. They would have to fill it out. And then they would either have to send that kid with the form or they'd have to send another kid with that form down to the office. Then they would have to call from the office into their classroom, get that kid out of class and then do all that. Now with Google Forms and using uh, Form Publisher, uh, we can now route that straight to the principal that needs that. They can call into the room and bring that kid straight in. So it's skipping a bunch of steps in the process and getting the kid right there uh, ASAP and know what's going on. The second thing that we're doing with Google Forms that, that I think is pretty creative, and, and I suggest a lot of people looking into this, is our uh, accident uh, forms. So generally what would happen in our school district was an accident would happen at a school. And guess what? The parents didn't call the school to find out what was going on. They would go straight to the central office or the board of education and say, hey, I heard this happened at this school. So guess what? Our director or assistant director were like, I don't know. I'm not at that school. Uh, you know, what was supposed to happen was the secretary was supposed to fill out an accident referral form and they were supposed to scan it, send it in. But, you know, now you've got it going into a fax machine somewhere. They might get it two days later. They might not. By doing this with uh, Google Forms, they, the person, the secretary fills out the Google Form and it sends it straight to the assistant director or the director, whoever is in charge of that at the school district. And somebody may call and say, hey, I heard an accident happen at this school. They can pull their email up. Right there is detailed information of everything going on. So I just feel like that it's informing uh, our, our people of what's going on. It's saving us time. So I really suggest that you guys look into using Google Forms for, for those two instances. And I like how it helps with communication. I think that's Google's complete goal is just to break down those communication barriers and help. And I just love in Sheets how you can take the Google form, it creates a sheet and you can turn on those notifications. So anytime a document's edit, um, someone edits it, you can get an email alert right away or you can save it for the next day. Yeah, and on the uh, show with us today, we have uh, Craig all the way from Garland, Texas. He is a former high school math teacher, uh, former ed tech coach, and now he is the RTI specialist in his district. So Google is, uh, Craig is also a Google certified trainer. So welcome to the show, Craig. And what can you tell us about how you're using Google Sheets and Google Forms in your district? All right, thank you for having me. Um, so one of my favorite things to use Google Forms for whenever I was in the classroom was branching questions. Um, so basically what that means is for whatever question or however students answer a question, it'll guide them to a different question. So for example, if they got it right, then they would move on to the next question. But if they got it incorrect, then I would guide them to like a YouTube video or an article or something. Um, so give them a little reteach opportunity. Then they can ask that, answer that question again. Um, so it kind of differentiates as they're going, as they're taking the, the Google form. You know, Craig and I, you're the second person I've heard talk about that this week. Um, I never thought of Google Forms as being able to differentiate instructions for students. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying that uh, a student answers a question on a Google Form, and of course you got it built in sections. They get it right, they go to section B, which would be another question or something else. They get it wrong, it takes them to section C, which has got instruction for them. Correct. So like if I was numbering it like a quiz, I would say, so they start at one, if they got it correct, then they would go to two, if they got it incorrect, then they'll go to like 1A. Like, so it's the same question or the same type of question, but with a tutorial 
um, included above the question. So, so this is kind of a um, build your own adventure like thing with Google Forms, but you're doing it with differentiated instruction here. Correct. And then Craig, do you organize your thoughts on how you're going to create this form prior to building it or do you just start building it? It depends on how elaborate I'm going to be. If it's pretty basic, um, like if they're only going to get like one reteach opportunity, then I'll just build it right there. But if I'm going to make it pretty elaborate, then I do kind of map it out a little bit ahead of time. So, so Craig, I see you're a Google certified trainer here. Uh, can, can you tell us about your, what, what doors that being a trainer has opened up for you, what you've done with your Google certified trainers uh, credentials here? Uh, the main thing is it's, it's just helped me learn more about Google and what I can do uh, with it. So it's helped me feel like it's bettered like myself that I've, I've improved. Um, so I know more, I can do more. Um, but it's also giving me more training opportunities um, at conferences, um, some local conferences. I just went to my first ISTE um, and presented there. Uh, and so I've really been able to connect with a lot of other educators um, being a part of the Google trainer community. And what, what was your thoughts of ISTE while you was there? Um, I liked it. Is We have a very similar conference in Texas called TCA. So I was kind of prepared for it uh, just with all the different sessions and stuff. Um, but it was fun getting to see people from other states and getting to connect. Uh, I don't know how many people that I've connected with on Twitter, but then I actually met them in person for the first time at ISTE. So that was probably the highlight. And then as I'm looking at some of your examples on the show notes of the Google Forms, you have pre-filled links. Can you talk about that? Yes. So um, I'm on the admin team at my school. So I do a lot of kind of our behind the scenes sort of stuff. So our teachers are required to fill out a Google form for every student that fails a course for like a report card. And so what I was able to do um, is use these pre-filled links because I was collecting all that data and then sorting it in spreadsheets and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but teachers were typing in like the wrong ID number for a student or misspelling the last name. And so it was just really messing up the data. So I learned about Google form pre-filled links. It's just an option whenever you click on the three dots. And so I can answer some of the questions for the teachers based off a report that I run, uh, like a spreadsheet that I run from our grading system. And so it'll so whenever this teacher clicks on the form, it already have like the student's name, the student ID number, the grade that they made, the course that it was, it has all that filled out for the teachers already. And the teachers love it because it makes their, makes it a lot faster to fill out the paperwork that they're required to do. Very cool. Do you have like a tutorial on how to do that? So I have an example here. Um, I need to make a tutorial video. So I'm hoping to do that very soon on how I do that. Um, but I use a sheet that I combine with it um, so that way I just do the formula once and then I copy it down because then it references each cell. Uh, and then it, so it changes the, so I really only have to fill out the form once, but then I copy it down for however many failures we had and it all have instantly a thousand different links. Yeah. So we did that in our, a little bit like that in our district too. We have um, for our PD, we have teachers that scan their QR codes when they go into PD and that QR code is actually just all that pre-filled information that goes into a Google form for us. So uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty sweet, pretty cool idea that you got there. How else are you using Google forms in the classroom? Um, well, so from the administrative side, uh, created our classroom walkthrough form. Uh, so that way uh, administrators will fill out the form. 
And then I use form publisher as well. And it'll email the teachers immediate feedback. And one thing that we do um, at the end of the Google form, I inserted like 20 reflective questions that we came up with as an administrative team. And so the observer will pick three of those questions and then the, it'll email that to the teacher and it'll say, Hey, we want to have a five minute coaching conversation with you. Pick one of these three questions to talk about. So the teacher has a little bit of choice in what we're coaching them on, but we kind of set the parameters of, okay, it's going to be one of these three things. What do you want to talk about in the five, 10 minute conversation? Another thing that we started doing uh, was I created a Google form for teachers to submit lesson plans. Um, so it's not really based off like a particular format. I know some schools you have to have, you know, it in the 5e model or the Madeline Hunter lesson plan. Um, so we didn't really care about the template, but in the questions in the Google form, I have different focuses that are our campus focus. So one question was about formative assessment. So how are you going to use formative assessment in the classroom? Then another one was differentiated instruction. And then uh, we're an AVID campus. So the last one was what AVID strategies are you using? Then they can attach their uh, lesson plan in whatever format it is at the end. And then do they get that back in like a PDF, like with Autocrat or Form Publisher? No, that just goes to our administrative team. Okay. Um, so that way they can see the, what lesson there is going to be covered and how before they go into a classroom. All right, uh, we're going to roll into the next section of our podcast here. We're going to talk about our memes or quotes that we have this week. Uh, Craig, what, what meme or quote do you have for us this week? So it's not really a meme, but it's one of those that we see all the time. It's like those funny test answers. Um, so this one, it says, Bobby has four dimes, Amy has 30 pennies, which child has more money? So the kid wrote Bobby. Then it says, explain your thinking or show your thinking. So the kid drew a stick figure with a thought bubble of saying Bobby that he's thinking of himself. And I always love those just different funny test answers because um, he I mean, he kind of answered the question in a way, just not what the teacher was expecting. That's funny. I kind of went along with that um, way of thinking. And it says for mine is my essay is 642 words and I need 700. And it says on the bottom, it's like a tweet, just change the te text color to white and then just start typing, you know, crazy letters. And you're at those amount of numbers and I'm like I wish I would have had that in high school like why was I not that smart or problem solved like that um where I had to like write, write another couple sentences to beat that deadline <laughs> and I've got Jackie Chan in mind I love Jackie Chan so he's got it's just the one with his hands on his head and it says why are you using Excel instead of Google Sheets so uh, we're a Google district, but every now and then I, I get people in our district that still Microsoft people and they'll send me an Excel, uh, document. Luckily Google has written the script now so we can edit Excel files, uh, in, in docs now and or in drive now, but, but still just, just use Google sheets. It's there, it's free. And that's what it, we all like it. So, so use it, but every now and then I'll run into one of those people that know I've got to have my sheets. I can't do this formula and generally you can, they just don't know how to do it. So yep. uh, my, Google sheets. My husband's an Excel person cause he's it. And so, and I'm Google sheets. So I'm always like, I need help with this. He's like, I can do it in Excel, but I can't do it in Google sheets. And I'm like, it's the same thing. I'm sure I just need you to do it in Google sheets so I can collaborate. Yep. <laughs> um, so what other spreadsheet tips do you have, Craig? Um, so just some like very simple stuff is like the freeze bars. So not a lot of people know about those. So it, the, it defaults for the horizontal freeze bar on column one. So if your columns have, are 
yeah, row one, sorry. So if you have uh, different headers in your spreadsheet, but then you can also move the vertical freeze bar. So like if you have a bunch, like for, let's say you had a 20 question Google form that you had students fill out and then you're scrolling to the right while well, you lose the student's name and you're trying to keep track of everything. So if you move the vertical freeze bar over, it'll lock in those, those columns so that way you can always see those names and then you can still scroll to the right. Um, yeah. So a very, very quick tip, but and a huge time saver. One I'll add to that too is, you know, Google always gives you that timestamp too for that first column. Uh, you can also hide those columns too. So uh, I generally go in after I look at it and make sure that they took the, the quiz during the times that I want. I'll hide that first column, sometimes hide the email and only have the student name there. And as you said, freeze those then and then look at everything else. Mm -hmm. yep. Then uh, just a couple other things. Uh, so most people know how to do like one, one sort, you know, sort of column A to Z or Z to A. But if you go to data and then sort range, you can actually do multiple sorts. So the way that I would use this, um, so instead of creating a different Google form for each different class period that we have at the high school level, I would just put one, one form, but then I'd have a question of your class period. So I do a drop down menu, you know, first period, second period. And then I would have every class use that same Google form then I can sort it by multiple columns. So I can sort it first by the class period, and then I can sort it alphabetically by last name. So it'll put all my, it'll group all my first period students together, but then it'll alphabetize them. And then I can group all my second period students together and alphabetize them that way too. And then just from the administrative side, I use pivot tables to help me uh, count uh, the data. Um, Cause I'm looking at, you know, thousands of uh, entries from Google Forms. So pivot tables just help me fill out the reports that I have to submit to the higher ups. And if you're taking the level two Google tests, make sure you're familiar with pivot tables. Um, this is something that you do probably want to get familiar with. And then a lot of times I'm working in multiple spreadsheets. Um, so using VLOOKUP uh, so that way I can reference a column from one spreadsheet to another really helps out a lot too. Yeah. All right, so we are going to talk about something that we learned this week that we can innovate in our classrooms for tomorrow. So, Craig, what's something that you learned? So, at ISTE, I learned uh, about this website called andthenIWasLike.co, and it's a gift maker. And so, you, you uses a webcam on your laptop, and it records um, for a, a split second, and then it, it automatically creates a GIF, and then you can download that um, and go from there. And so the presenter he had us he gave us like a vocabulary word and then we had to try and like make a gif for that vocabulary word and then we submitted them all and then we kind of voted on which one was our favorite as a class mm -hmm. and kids love gifts yeah like it's gonna overtake memes i think like my students always loved memes so <laughs> um my thing for this week was let me google that for you so i love this website i think it's perfect for back to school um, if you have never seen it, it takes students through how to Google something. And it says, step one, you need to type, go to Google. Step two, type in what you need. Step three, hit search. And then step four, it takes them to the search and what they need to click. Um, so I think this is perfect for back to school because a lot of times students are going to say, how do you spell that? What happened with this? And you should just say, why don't you Google it? Because students really need to learn that skill of Googling. So, so mine is Waze, and uh, Waze is uh, now owned by Google, and it runs off Google Maps, but it is a social media um, GPS for that it runs on your phone. Uh, so 
couple weeks ago, I was in Oconee, South Carolina, which is in the middle of the Appalachian Mountains. And evidently, while I was training a school district there, there was a rock slide on the interstate uh, and ways because of all the social media that the, you know, all the information that was collected, it routed me all the way through the Appalachian mountains. I never hit the interstate until I was about 30 miles from my house. And it was about a 400 mile trip. But I, I feel like that because I was on ways, because I was given information uh, and I had that social media going on uh, that it got me home a lot quicker than I would have if I would have tried to go to the interstate because it was shut down. So ways, if you haven't, if you haven't used it, look into it. So thank you so much for listening to Get Inspired and Innovate. There is a ton of resources for this episode in the show notes. So make sure you check out the website to get all of those resources. And it is at getinspiredandinnovate.com. Craig, how can people connect with you? Um, so if they connect with me on Twitter, I'm at Craig Clement and Clement is spelled with a K and that's probably the easiest way. So make sure you connect with Craig. There are some other resources in the Google form because we just ran out of time to talk about. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Craig. He's very um, easy to get a hold of and awesome. He will share everything. And so we look forward to our next podcast. All right. Thank you.